You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Nick. How are you? Good. Got another podcast episode. Yeah. Spring is apparently over. Spring Back ended. We skipped summer. Back to winter. Yeah. Snowing and cold, as it should be. Right. All is right in the world. Uh, Michigan for you. Yep. So we've got a fun one today based on an article and at uh, DFA, Dimensional Fund Advisors, about some ETFs, some uh, exchange-traded funds that were created and uh, didn't fare very well, to say the right. least, right? Yeah, yeah. So so when a, when a fund company creates a new exchange-traded fund or mutual fund, they're responding to what they expect the market's going to want, right? Right. And so they t- these new ones don't, like nobody needs a new S&P 500 right. index fund. You know, right. so instead they're they're trying to be creative and find things that they think are going to attract attention. So they tend to be kind of what we kind of call thematic, having to do with things people are excited about right now. And there were some funny ones, and our friends at DFA put together this little list. But there's also some lessons here too. Well, I think so. you know, just talking about how these things get created is your first lesson, right? Like this isn't right. necessarily investments; it's more of a marketing machine of right, <laughs> right. Like, how do we get people it, interested to give us their money to invest yeah. in these certain things? And, and there's a connection between how the investments in them do and whether they attract attention, but it's not necessarily the same thing. Like, right. it, it's it just a fad is over, and nobody's investing in that stuff anymore. Yeah, this uh, this list is kind of funny, and these all have ticker symbols—the little, uh, you know, four-letter, three-letter, four-letter symbols that go with them uh, to find them in the in the uh, on the stock exchange. Um, right. All kind of fit too, so it's kind of funny from that respect. <laughs> my my favorite is the first one on their list. It's uh-huh. L J I M L Jim. and that is a fund that went long. So when we talk about long. And short, if you think something's going to go up, you go long the stock, you buy the stock. Yep. If you think it's going to go yep. down, you short the stock. Mm-hmm. And so LGIM is a fund that was meant to track the recommendations made by Jim Cramer on Mad Money. <laughs> and so Jim would, Jim would recommend a stock and this fund would buy it. Right. So you could participate. It did not catch on and it is closing. <laughs> what makes this funny is that its counterpart, short Jim, S-J-I-M is still going strong. And that's a fund that takes Jim Cramer's recommendations and says that whatever he said, the opposite's going to happen. So we're betting on, basically it's betting on the stocks that Jim picks are going to go yeah. down. I To me, that is just the irony of ironies. And I love it. Rest, rest in peace, uh, yeah. long Jim. Short yeah. Jim, still out there if you're interested yeah. in uh, contrarian Jim Cramer in investing. <laughs> yeah. So this next one, Tune, was meant to bet on music industry-themed stocks. Never, It just hasn't caught on. Dimensional Funds article jokes that it, you know they can't blame Napster for this one. But it, <laughs> it, it's interesting from a standpoint of like who's making money on electronic music now? Apple, 
You know, it's not, it's not like these weird little stocks that a couple of years ago were running around betting on digital downloads and, and MP3 players. It's now Apple, Amazon, YouTube, you know, which is part of meta. So, you know, it's, it's the big guys anyway. So there's really no sense in buying a separate music themed ETF. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's been so much, you know, in the music industry, as far as from the artist side of like, you know, profits going down, things like that, Mm -hmm. we're seeing, you know, because they don't make a whole bunch of money on streaming. And so they're going to more along the lines of, you know, we got to make money on tours and things like that. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, kind of that whole industry has been shaken up on its head. Right. Everybody's making too much money on streaming songs at you know, five ninety nine a month or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> On the one hand, if you're a, a burgeoning artist, it's probably never been easier to like get your stuff out there. Oh, for sure. But on the other hand, if you're, you know, the main line ways of making money in the industry aren't what they used to be either. So yeah, it's interesting to see how that plays out. But we won't be buying Tune to to make money on it. (laughs) (laughs) No longer exists anyway. (laughs) So I... I, I I laughed at this one because I think I, I've, I've told people that bashing on the next generation is a human foible that goes back to the beginning of written language. Oh, yeah. But uh, this next one is passage. called... You know you're old right. when you uh, can start <laughs> making fun Those of the generation. Kids, what are they doing, <laughs> right? So, so this next one's called Gen Y. G-E-N-Y, and it Uh shut down. And DFA's DFA's commentary on it was, is a work tenure of seven years on brand for a millennial-themed ETF. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so this this fund lasted seven years trying to find stocks that would be interesting to Gen Y. And uh, yep, didn't make it. Well, I, you know, this one, I, I like, I understand the underlying, like why they created it. Cause I can't tell you how yeah. many times I had people come into my office and say, my kids are really into whatever. Yeah. Can I yeah. invest in it? Right. Like that's yeah. a, that's a pretty normal occurrence yeah. around here in terms of people thinking of whatever the kids are into is what we should be investing in. Right. That that's going to be the next thing. Right. Yeah. And it just, it just never caught on at least not in the, uh, in this uh, this incarnation of uh, Gen Y as an ETF, right. unfortunately, you know most of those things. You you know we don't hear about the things that go wrong, but you know you get the going back to your nap. You get the Napsters more than you get the uh, apples or whatever, right? Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're cool. They're great. They're trendy, but you know, usually that first one in the space isn't the one that actually ends <laughs> they're up not profitable, <laughs> right? And if they are, they get bought by Apple or you know, right. you know, and you make some money yeah. fast, and then they go away. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. So up next, we have Bad B A D. This one surprises me a little bit. You know, it has nothing to do with Michael Jackson and the album from when we were kids, <laughs> as, he, as, as DFA points out. But and it actually so so this is a, this is a fund that bought what we call sin stocks, right? Mm. And I know you know advisors have been joking about creating funds like that for as long as there have been socially right. aware funds around. Right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we really should be investing in Philip Morris and Budweiser and, you know, all the things people yeah. know they shouldn't do, but do anyway. Right. And uh, this one didn't make it. And ironically, 
it closed right before the holidays, which is when most people like are at their worst for that. <laughs> for habits and health, right. Yeah. I mean, not, not sin per se, I guess that's a little yeah. overstatement, but yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's an interesting one too. I like that. This is my um, kind of related somewhat, but my, you know, being a long suffering Detroit lions fan, one of the things <laughs> I always used to tell people is let's just make the all convict team, right? Like let's right. pick up all these really good football players that got kicked off their right. teams for doing something they shouldn't and just right. bring them to the lions and, and have the all convict team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and, similar uh, to that, right? Like just trying to like find a movie. <laughs> all the things out there that people are making money on that maybe shouldn't, but it's yeah. taboo. So this last one is a theme that we've beaten up on a while ourselves in this ah, podcast, yeah. the the meme stock theme. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can just see somebody at a mutual fund company saying, oh my gosh, we can get the ticker M-E-M-E. It's yeah. going to go to the, you know, we can't go wrong, right? So M-E-M-E meme was the ticker. And we've seen how the meme stocks played out. We've done a whole podcast or two on that topic. Didn't catch on as an ETF any more than it did as a way to make money in the market. <laughs> and uh, I actually had to look look this up because I'm old and not trendy. When DFA wrote their article on it, they said that the meme stock ETFs creators apparently felt demand for the ticker would be to the moon, but the tendies never came. I didn't know what tendies meant in this context. I so apparently no idea. <laughs> that I, I looked it up. I Googled it before we went on today. So I, I, I at least know how to find things still. Apparently that's new slang for profits and it's somehow derived from chicken tenders. And I think you've probably <laughs> got to be under 32 or so for that to make sense. So we'll just let that stand. But anyway, that fund is shutting down too. Not enough tendies. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you work for Michigan State University? Are you looking for solid retirement planning advice? Reach out to Dave and Nick, hosts of the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast and Certified Financial Advisors. They specialize in the unique benefit plans offered by MSU and how to capitalize on all you have available to you through your investments. Sure, you can glance at your package once a year and check some boxes, or you can make your money work for you. Find out if you're getting everything you could be with your MSU retirement plan by contacting Shotwell Rudder Bear Financial Planners at srbadvisors.com or simply search for the Kitchen Table Finance Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast, hosted by Shotwell Rudder Bear Financial Planners. You know, we, we can laugh about these things, but there's some investing lessons in there too. Oh, for sure. These themes all catch people's attention. They all sound exciting in the moment. You know, I'm sure when they were launched, the companies launching them thought they were going to attract all kinds of assets and investors. We need to be aware of investment strategies that are gimmicky or based off recent headlines, right? I'll, I'll continue to stick with diversified portfolios covering the entire market and not, we, we just can't worry about what those next exciting things are going to be. Well, that's one of the benefits of being diversified and owning the market is you're, you know, if one of these does go back to your meme stock, if it does go to the moon, right, it's going to end up on one of those indexes anyways, in some way, shape or form. So you will participate, maybe not from the beginning, but you're not going to miss out either. And I think that's the bigger point here of 
Like, yes, some of these things will actually do well, not necessarily the the ETFs, but, you know, some of the underlying companies will do well and you will participate, but you won't get it wrong. And that's, I think, the more important thing, right? And against the background of risk-adjusted returns, right? If you if you are going to participate in a thematic investment like that, you're you're basically saying, I don't want to be diversified across the whole markets. I'm betting on this little thing to be mm-hmm. a home run, to go to the moon, as the uh, meme stock folks would say. And it may or it may not. You may make a lot of money, but you're going to take a lot of risk to do it. And so you've always got to be keeping that in context. What's your appetite for risk versus the potential Mm -hmm. reward because those rewards are not likely to be above the market itself without significantly more risk. Yeah, it's one of, you know, no matter how you're investing, the one thing that doesn't change is your uh, risk to reward ratio, right? Like (laughs) the more potential return, the more risk that you're undertaking in order to get it like that. You know, you you can't package that away in a in an ETF, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, you you just can't. The more diversified you are, the the more market like your return is going to be, but the less risk you're taking to get it. You know, and, and so this this kind of made us made us think too about you know what do we do that you know that might be like considered by some people to be themes. We tend to emphasize value stocks over growth yep. stocks. That's a theme to some people, but that's a theme based on long-term market returns and risk and reward. And it's a broad theme that doesn't really give up a lot of diversification. We emphasize small companies over large companies, not the, not over large companies, but um, more than the market in general would suggest. A lot of our funds use a profitability screen on the stocks that they hold because profitability and it sounds cliche but um you know profit companies that are have profitability tied to their earnings over the long term tend to outperform those are themes that we buy into in our portfolio but it's not the same as saying hey we're going to you know bet on this next hot technology or this next little slice of the market well, there are themes that you know have long-term trends that have been watched and researched and studied over, you know, and, and we talked about this in previous podcasts too. But it's not, you know, it is a theme, uh, you know, but it's a theme with a lot of research behind it. So, and a proven track. And you know, it kind of got, got kind of got us thinking about what are so, what are some other themes that we might, mm-hmm. you know, maybe sectors. You know, I think long-term, like clean energy. To me, seems like like something that I, I would put some thought into to buying sure. as a long term, not today, tomorrow kind of thing. Um, water infrastructure that one's been kicked around for a while as you know a potential. Mm-hmm. But if I was to do that, I would like put it in a shoebox and forget about it for the next ten years, you know, and right. see see how it does. And it would be a small part of my portfolio. I was just gonna say, you know, I joke about it all the time, but you know, going back to the the you know, water infrastructure, like we should just buy land in Michigan because at some point everybody's going <laughs> right. to want to move here because we right. got all the clean, fresh water, right? right? I, 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 I'm an early adopter. I, I was, I was <laughs> a deep value investor. Me or you, but maybe our grandkids will, you <laughs> right. know. Right. Land in Northern Michigan when they couldn't give it away. But, you know, so, you know, we talk about those as potential themes, but you got to be weary. And my favorite example if, if you ask people to name like one thing that has changed the world 
over, say, the last hundred years, one of the near the top of most people's list is going to be air travel, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, talk about a, a technology that just changed everything between 1915 or so through the present and the, the connectivity of the world. But also name one industry like that where you wouldn't have made any money if you, unless you were extremely lucky with your timing. I mean, as a theme that, that, you know, that, that catches, that would have caught my attention in like 1940, 1950, right? Oh yeah. You know, commercial air travel is going to be the thing. And, uh, and there, and it's not wrong. It just was not money-making. Warren Buffett has some great comments because he, he was a early, you know, believer in buying airlines and, and air travel as, as a potential moneymaker. And if the Oracle of Omaha can't make any money in the sector, gives you, gives you some uh, some pause, right? And it's not that not that all of these themes are going to play out that way, but that's just a right. very good cautionary tale. Is just think about air travel and how that really was so transformative, and yet not a lucrative place to invest. Airline after airline goes bankrupt, mm-hmm. forced into mergers with with partners. You know, they just don't give back capital to their investors. Well, and I think, you know, just to kind of wrap this up too, some of the stuff that we talked about, you know, the the themes that we use or the themes that might be a good long-term strategy. And I think that's a big part of this when you look at this list of all these things that didn't go well. And that is, you know, I think you're looking for get rich quick schemes when you're talking about some of these, you know, meme stock, you know, all this and that's, you know, in investing, that's usually not a you know, <laughs> right. very risky proposition that usually does not pay off, right? Where right. if you're looking for long-term themes, the key to uh, long-term investment success is that just that long-term, right? Like <laughs> you look at, you know, there's all those themes of uh, Warren Buffett and, you know, the, the, his greatest investment skill is living a long time. What is he like? Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah, the right? power like, of compounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you want to, if you want to improve the outlook of your investment portfolio, lengthen your time frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, live, a, yeah. live twenty or thirty. Extra live longer. Years. <laughs> so, but you know, it's that you know, it's that psychological of FOMO, and that's why these things get created, and that's why people mm-hmm. buy into them. Really, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a change of perspective of you know, look for the long term. Don't focus on getting rich quick or missing out on something. I think exactly. Kind of a, the big takeaway for today. So, yep. well, this was fun, for Dave. Sure. I learned some new things today. Attendees. <laughs> I learned what attendee is. Yeah. 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 I'm going <laughs> to try not to use that in uh, <laughs> client reviews when we're looking at portfolios. There you go. There you go. I like know it. Know your audience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's been a pleasure as always, my friend. Uh, until next time. Thanks, Nick. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.